Welcome to Stuck in My Mind Podcast, the show where we dive into the mind of a regular guy on his road to self-discovery. You'll hear everyday people just like you share the latest topics, personal stories, and things they've learned along the way. And now, please welcome your host, Wise. And welcome to another episode. I am your host, W-I-Z-E, and I have a very special guest. He's an author, a trainer. Welcome to the show, Daniel Alphon. What's going on, Daniel? Hey, how are you? Thank you Thank you very much for having me and uh, stuck in your mind. Thanks for stopping by. <laughs> All right, so you, you wrote a book. It's called Build a LinkedIn Profile for Business Success. What, um, and you've been on LinkedIn, LinkedIn for, since 2004. Wow. You've been on there a while. I didn't even yeah, know LinkedIn was, I didn't even, I didn't even know LinkedIn was around that long. <laughs> Cause you weren't born in 2004. You were a toddler. You, I was born in 1976. <laughs> so I was born. <laughs> but thank you, thank you. Thank you for that compliment though. <laughs> Yeah, LinkedIn, right, uh, LinkedIn has uh, evolved since, and, and uh, we now have close to 900 million members worldwide. And since you hit record-wise, uh, we have hundreds of people who have joined LinkedIn. Each second, two people sign up. Oh, yeah, I've been a part of LinkedIn for the past, I want to say three. I don't even know. I can't even remember when I signed up. Probably three, four years now. How has your experience been? It's been great. I've made a lot of uh, network. I've been networking a lot. Um, I've actually had a few guests on that through LinkedIn. So this is, it's been a great experience. Awesome. Is there any question you have about LinkedIn or something that could make your experience better? I really, I, well, I've been debating about the, the, the premium account. I know it has its benefits. Short answer, forget about it. Huh? Short answer, forget about it. Forget about it? Just stay regular? <laughs> the, the premium account has a number of advantages, but you only need to consider it when LinkedIn becomes a daily tool that you can't live without because uh, there are uh, ways to, uh, to get everything with a free account. It requires time. And if you pay for a premium account without knowing the LinkedIn platform inside out, you will not be able to really leverage it. It's not that the premium is not a good idea. Is that only when you see the limits of the free account, then you need to consider paying. And most people never hit the the limits and most people never get more than 10% or 50% of of the free account uh, possibilities. So many, many, most things you you can do for free. Almost anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I said, I've I've made I've connected with a few people. Um, I've had them on my show. It's been a great experience. So I I I, I love using it. But that's not where I met you through. I met you through Podmatch, which I, for me as a podcaster, I use probably three different three platforms. I use Podmatch, Podbooker, and Matchmaker FM, and I use them all three frequently. I so it, for me, it, it's 
LinkedIn for me is just to help. It's a platform for me to also another platform for me to also distribute my podcast or, or links to my podcast. Right. I was listening to an episode you had with uh, um, Amaris Camp, but her uh, uh, Guinness Amaris Camp, and, and, and you were mentioning the number of, of uh, different um, systems you uh, you have, and you were looking for a way to uh, to say, I met you through Podmatch, and I met you through this and, and that. So maybe maybe LinkedIn will offer you some, uh, some way of... Um, there used to be tags. You could say, like, this is someone I... Uh, collaborated on in that summit, or this is someone I, I met through XYZ, but you have to uh, to deal with it. Otherwise, I'm afraid. <laughs> no, it's actually, it's funny because after that conversation, I had, I, I have forgotten I had already, because I, I have questions that I, I, there was simple questions, there was silly questions, like what's your favorite music, what's your favorite movie, stuff like that. But I switched one to on which platform did I meet you on? Uh, <laughs> so, but it, it, it's been great man i've i've had a great time podcasting like when i started i've been podcasting now two years and for me it's been a, a great experience it actually it's it's what i'm passionate about now um i guess i have a day job i haven't quit my day job yet but i'm still doing what i'm doing and on my off days and sometimes and like Monday, Wednesdays and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays are the days I used to record my show. And then Thursday, Fridays I use for any jobs that I get as far as editing video and audio, or if I'm going to be a guest on someone else's show. Because mm -hmm. at first I was just recording nonstop almost seven days a week, two, three episodes a day. And that leads to burnout. <laughs> so there's been a couple of times I, I took like a, a week or two off and, and just went away. And, and but I've, I've learned how to manage my schedule and balance it out. It's important. It's important because when you, when you have too many of them in a row, it could be um, daunting and, and, and Post-production could also take a lot of time. All right. So what are the three questions that will turn your LinkedIn profile into a lead magnet? Cool. So question number one would be, who's your ideal reader on LinkedIn? Okay. If Realwise Production is, is interested in saying, helping people launch their podcast, who, who would be your ideal client in real life? Anyone, because anyone who's interested in starting a podcast. Okay, so what action would you like them wise to perform once they visit your own profile? If, if, if we could make, if we had a magic stick and we could enable anyone who visits your profile to want to run uh, or launch your podcast, what would, you, what would you do? What would you like them to do? Uh, well, I, I guess I would want them to click on uh, my, my website page. Excellent. So what, 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 you what you did is enable anyone who visits your profile within five seconds to go to a specific website okay the thing is it doesn't go to stuck uh in my mind 2020.com it goes to the podbean um episodes so would you like them to go to podbean or would you like them to go elsewhere 
I would like to. I would like them to go elsewhere. Okay, so perhaps what you could do is simply downgrade the the Podbean somewhere says in your experience section. It could be in the podcaster section. It's not a bad link, but if your top des destination is not the Podbean uh, URL, then you could simply replace that with your primary destination stuck in my mind 2020.com you'll get a lot more clicks that way instead of having this oh well that that's just that page is actually my uh the podcast page i have a page i have a page for the production company which i you absolutely i, I need to put that on okay so you know the, the hard work you, you've put into creating the website and launching the, the podcast and everything else when you think about updating your LinkedIn profile, you can update it within minutes, okay? Five to 10 minutes, and everyone visiting your profile will see exactly what you'd like them to see. And there are a number of elements uh, you can think of. So, so question number one was, who's your ideal reader? Question number two, what action would you like them wise to perform once they visit your website or your profile? And the third, are you providing them with the right information? at the right time, in the right context that is likely to make them say, hey, this is someone I need to speak to. And, and you can think of LinkedIn as a funnel. And our job is to help anyone who visits your profile to understand as fast as possible that they are, are better reach out to you and see how you can communicate with them. Okay, the, the, the funnel, if you'd like, is something um, that, like a sales funnel, and when someone runs a search, they need to find you quickly. So what you could do is enable them to find you via the right keywords. So if I were to run a, a search and I say I wanted to launch my podcast, so I would probably enter terms like podcast and launch and help and post-production and maybe StreamYard and maybe Zoom and maybe audio and maybe editing and maybe production. You can easily write down 20 or 30 terms that people are likely to use when searching with someone for someone with your skill set. And then the first five seconds, you need to grab their attention. So you have a great banner and you have the headline, and these should help them understand that they've gone to the right place. Okay. And if I visit your, your profile and I see the great banner and I see the headline and I'm intrigued and I want to learn more, the next layer is to see if we share mutual connections. So in my case, when I visit your own profile, I see that Sarah St. John, based out of Dallas, um, Texas, is a mutual connection of ours. Now, yes. if I reach out to Sarah and I ask her about you and she says you need to speak to Wise, then we're good. If I reach out to Sarah and she says Wise who, that's less interesting. So you're responsible for what we see on, our, uh, on your profile and you're also responsible for the people we see here. Sarah has her own frugalpreneur uh, podcast, yeah. and that's the yeah. reason we uh, both probably connected with her. And lastly, well, she, she was actually a guest on my podcast. It was um, it was great having her on. She 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 knows a lot, and uh, 
actually picked up a couple of tips from her. So it it, it was it was amazing having her on the show. Excellent. So you you have like the first five seconds are great because we see what you're up to and what you're offering, and the link will be uh, up to date. What you could invest in is probably uh, use the relevant keywords somewhere in your profile. What I would try to uh, suggest is adding text to the experience section because it says real wise production, but there's zero text there. Okay. Okay, so add simply a description, a paragraph to the podcaster uh, position would enable you to uh, be found easier when people run a search. And, and since you connected to people you know well, that's good. And now we're, the, the last bits would be to decide someone wants to reach out to you and they find it easy to reach out to you. Okay, how would you like me to contact you if I wanted to uh, launch my podcast? Uh, email. So put the okay. provide the email. Yeah. Excellent. So just understand that if I visit your LinkedIn profile and I click on contact info, there is no visible email. That could could be changed. You can enable people who are not connected to you to see your email, or you could add your email somewhere in the text in order to help people to uh, to easily communicate with you. So let's just uh, uh, wrap up the three questions. Number one. Who's your ideal reader? Number two, what action you'd like them? Would you like them to perform? And number three, are we have we optimized the content they see on your profile that will make them understand as fast as possible that they want to reach out to you? And and you score very highly on the uh, top of funnel, the the banner and the headline. What you could probably improve is add more keywords and add more text to the experience section that is likely to make people understand why they need to go to, to real wise productions. Okay. Oh, this is, this is really helpful. This is really, this is really good. Some really good info. Excellent. So what separates the best leaders from the rest on LinkedIn? Um, some managers try to have a top-down uh, policy and more or less tell their staff what to do. And just like it's not successful in real life, it's not successful on LinkedIn. What you could do is try to explain why you'd like those people to perform those actions, but it, it's, it's their account and it's their profile. And even if you manage them full-time, it's theirs. And when they're going to part ways with you and go to another company, it will be their property to use. So leaders explain or show why you need to perform that action. And managers or, or micromanagers try to simply dictate and say, okay, Will, this is what I'd like you to do. And please have it ready by tomorrow. And if there's only, if you don't feel like doing it, then it's not going to be successful. And there is, a, there is a limit between ourselves and our company. Okay, you can see yourself as the owner of the company. For you, it, it could be maybe the same thing. But if say you have, uh, you're getting help from five different freelancers, they may have other interests, they may have other clients. So you just, you can tell them put 
wheelwise uh, production all over the place because the, because I employ you, you know, uh, five hours a week. You could exp you could train them and show them why it would be worth their while showing or highlighting the work they're providing for you in a way that will help them grow and also represent your company. That is something that many people are will gladly perform. Okay. All right. All right. So, how do how to pick the LinkedIn connection strategy that will bring you the top results? Excellent. So let me uh, ask a question instead of that. We'll, we'll ask this: okay. In three years, would you like to be the most connected, or would you like to be the best connected? If you had to pick one. Which Best one? Connected. Okay, awesome. So what you've what you've done is connecting with people you know well, and what is the greatest benefit wise of that? The greatest benefit is that when people visit your profile and they see mutual connection, just like I, I named Sarah St. John, if I reach out to that person, then she is likely to say I was uh, a guest on, on stuck in my mind, and I think you two should speak. And you, that also enables you to run a search for your ideal prospects and focus on second degree contacts on LinkedIn. Okay, why second degree? Because you have more, more or less 500 uh, LinkedIn connections, but those connections have thousands of, of uh, people you're not connected to. Okay, Sarah has some more and, and John has some more and Jane has some more. So if you run a search and you find 10 interesting prospects or 20 interesting prospects and you see that a mutual connection of, of yours is connected to three interesting prospects, what you could do is leave the LinkedIn platform, communicate with them, ask how they've been, and at one point say there are interesting people I see you connected with, Jane, Bob, and John. Do you feel comfortable enough introducing me to maybe to one of them? Okay. See, the, 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 the work is yours because you have to run the search. No one can know better than you who would be an ideal prospect. Yeah. And even if you found three interesting prospects, you can't make them perform the introduction. You have to ask them. And the best way to do this is to by providing a number of options and just asking about one. Because I said, these are the three I would be very interested in speaking with. Perhaps, is there any one of them you feel comfortable introducing me to? And in some cases, why is that would make them say, yes, I'd like to introduce you to the first. And even if you ask just for one, they will also say, by the way, I can't, I don't mind introducing me to the second or maybe to the third. But if you say, and, and you dictate, here are the three people I'd like to uh, meet, please execute. No one is going to uh, to be aligned with that. Yeah, because nobody likes to be told what to do, and and, and so for me, I, I if if I have someone that I would love to get connected to, I'll definitely reach out to my friend or whoever I'm connected to, and I'm like, and ask them politely if they can make the connection. If not, then I have to go another route about doing it. But for the most part, everyone I've reached out to and and asked to help for help or ask for a connection, whatever. They've been more than grateful. They've been more than willing to help. This is the greatest benefit of having of connecting with people you know well. 
let's just remind people of the second strategy, and that's uh, connecting with 30,000 people. Okay, the greatest, the greatest benefit of that is exposure. If you have 30 or 50,000 connections, when you share something on LinkedIn, then many people will see it. The trouble is that most people are afraid to choose, and most people cannot choose. They want quality and they want quantity. And that, that means that maybe they started with 300 connections, but they heard that they needed a lot more exposure. So they ended up with 2,000 connections. And the trouble is they don't have real exposure with 2,000. And on the other hand, they no longer know the mutual connections that well. So instead of having someone you can easily reach out to, you'd see three names, but you have no idea who they are. And they have very little information about you. They can't answer any question about you. To me, I feel like I'd rather have 500 personal friends that I know, really know, and they know me, because I know then they'll be willing to help share my message, whatever it is, compared to having a thousand followers that I don't really know at all. And that gives me no credibility. You're absolutely right. Because if someone asks about you, one person and that person endorses you and says you're great to work with, it's much better than 15 people who say who? Oh, maybe they send me an invitation connection. No, I, I have no idea who that person is. Yeah. Yep, you're absolutely right on that. So so I've, I've actually made, like I said, I've made some great connections. I'm actually, this week I'm interviewing someone I, I met through LinkedIn. And I saw his story and I, and I felt like this is someone that I would love to have on my podcast, especially coming from the background he came from. He has a similar background like me. We're both from the city. He actually went to Columbia. He's got a great job at Columbia. So I'm looking forward to that interview. And so to be able to connect with people like that and, and build relationships with these people. To me, it's, I love it because again, I rather people know who I am and share that, yes, he's a good person. This is someone you really might want to work with than have someone, like you said, wise who? I don't know. I don't know no wise. So yeah, I, I, I feel you on that. And I think you nailed it there because networking is the key uh, skill and LinkedIn is just the tool. And as far as I like the tool, the skill is more important. And, and what I found is that in my business, referrals are uh, probably 90% uh, um, of my business comes through referrals. And that means that I don't need to know 20,000 people. But if you ask someone, I'd like them to be able to answer basic questions about me. Yeah. And, and referrals are less price sensitive when they reach out to you and they want to launch a podcast they they trust you more because someone has made the introduction or someone has even allowed you to use their name when they when you speak to that person yeah. and they, they can stay with you longer and they may even send other prospects your way when they're happy definitely definitely so um 
when should I focus on sharing content on LinkedIn and how often should I share co content on LinkedIn? Um, I think the best way to approach this would be to remember that LinkedIn is uh, ideal for top of funnel, educational, evergreen content. So let's take the example of someone who wants to launch a podcast. Yes. What sort of questions can you try and identify the top three questions they struggle with before they contact you? Okay, so what questions would they ask themselves? Should I use that platform or how do I find the right guest or who deals with the tech part or all sorts of questions they have in their mind? Usually, usually the, the, one of the main questions is, do I have to buy expensive mic or do I have to buy expensive equipment? Excellent. So what, what you could do is try and have uh, um, a blog post or a video that would show um, low budget and, and, and maybe uh, mid budget options. And that can help you uh, uh, make them understand that uh, um, equipment does not have to be expensive for them to launch their, pod their podcast. They could have maybe a Blue Yeti and, and, and decent headphones and the the Amazon price would be maybe less than $200. So most people would be able to, to deal with that. Yeah. Like my first studio, my first podcasting studio, I purchased from Amazon. It, it was a Behringer podcast studio. It came with the mixer, mic, headphones, and adapted to plug it into my laptop. Paid 160 bucks for it. And it <laughs> did the work. And it did the okay. work. It, it did the work that I needed. And so, but... Once I really started getting into podcasting and found that this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I love to do, and I had been furloughed off my from my job and I was getting paid extra money through unemployment and all that, I decided to invest in myself. I invested in, in learning how to do editing and audio. I invested in, in, in some more equipment. And so for me, it was, it was a no-brainer for me to invest in myself because I felt that I wanted my quality to my, my quality to improve because I felt people were giving me something very precious, which is their time. And for me, I wanted to give them something back in return, which is the best quality that I can give them. So, so you see what you did there was uh, uh, answering questions that your ideal readers and your ideal prospects uh, struggle with. And once they understand the, the value that you give them, you can take them to the next step. Okay, yes. so, so you would show them uh, all sorts of options for them to launch your podcast. Mm -hmm. And if you can imagine the second question, how to how to go about it, how to start it, or is the name of, of uh, my podcast important, or how should I, what should I do when I, when I launch it, then try to curate or produce content that is educational and answers those questions. And when, when they go the first baby step from point A to point B, and now they understand that if, if Wise only uh, spent $160, then they can probably do it. The next step would be to show them that after moving from point A to point B, there's a point C you can guide them to. So you provide them value for one specific task they struggle with, and by by educating them, I mean you don't push. It's not an affiliate link to your favorite mic. It's a, a, an objective, genuine uh, a review of a number of options for all sorts of uh, price sets. And once once they see that, 
then you can guide them to the next step. And then they're, they're likely to become paying customers of yours. So this is the content I will try to focus on. If you can't produce that content, finding high quality content and sharing that could also work. If you if you watched you know 20 videos and there's one you think answers those questions and you don't you're not interested in producing that content, then showing that video can also it's, it will take you a lot less time. It, but it's not associated with your brand, so you have to make a choice there. Yeah. So yeah, that and then that's where that's where yeah, like you said, you have to make a choice. Do do you do the video for yourself, which helps your brand and helps you out, or you don't take that step and you just use someone else's video? My answer would be simple. I would create my own video because that's how I am. I I I don't. It's not that I don't want to use anybody else's video but I'm growing my brand. So mm -hmm. I would want to try to grow it as much as possible. So why not do the video? Excellent. And and if you're hesitating, then, then finding the evergreen content is, is another question. Say, if you think you need to review the uh, um, uh, technical equipment uh, every, I don't know, six months or, or whatever. So some of the questions are, are more general. Some of the content you could produce is likely to evergreen in, in even in, in 18 months or in two years. Like what is the greatest benefit podcasting has given you or has offered you and why should I do this? And, and what happens if I, after half a dozen episodes, I am no longer interested, all sorts of questions. So those questions are less time sensitive than a link to a specific uh, equipment. And that sort of uh, um, content is best produced by, by you. And if you feel like running a video and shooting a video, that would be even greater. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Definitely. Okay. Is there such a thing as a perfect introduction and why is it affected by your connection strategy? <laughs> cool. Let's take uh, just the, the example we've, we've given. Say I wanted to launch my podcast. Okay. Yes. And I bumped into your profile after running a search, and I see that you now the instead of stuck in my mind, the, the link shows me uh, your production uh, company, and I'm intrigued, and I have questions, and I may become a, a customer of yours. So the perfect introduction now would be to look at the name of a mutual connection again, Sarah and John. Yeah. And what I would do, wise, is leave LinkedIn. And I would communicate with Sarah using email, probably or something else. I would, I would ask her how she's been. I would wish her a happy Easter. And then I would say, um, I noticed that you're connected to Wes. Do you, do you know me well enough to make an introduction? And if I had any brains at all, within five minutes, I would see that she was a guest on your podcast. And I would be able to say that two months ago, she was on your podcast. So I would ask her, which does she feel comfortable making the introduction? And why is the best uh, introduction dependent on our connection strategy? Because if I knew nothing about Sarah St. John, then I wouldn't be able to ask her and she would not make the introduction. So that's the risk. If you connect with 2000 people you don't know, and you see an ideal prospect and you see that uh, your mutual connection is Jane Doe, you have no idea who Jane Doe is. 
Yeah. So, so even if you know you, you try to wing it and you ask her very politely, say what that what could that person say when she writes to your ideal prospect? She would say, okay, why says that he can do A, B, and C? Does it does it doesn't cut it? Sarah, based on your communication and and your time together, can answer questions that would help me understand whether you're the right person to speak to, and when. I speak with you the first five seconds are going to, I'm going to get your attention thanks to Sarah's name not, not not my own name yeah so what do you what, what would you think is more important build uh, building up my brand page or building up my own personal page cool so so on LinkedIn I think I would advise our listeners here to focus on their individual profile okay the reason is the reason being that most people don't follow company pages on linkedin okay if i look at you you follow 32 companies but you have over 500 connections okay that's the proportion for most people okay most people follow very few company pages but they have a ton of connections or a ton of followers it's the same for for most people So forget about the page and focus on your individual profile. The time to think about the page is when you employ hundreds of people. Then your page becomes important. But if you're a solopreneur, if your staff can be assembled in in, 20 people, 100 people, the page is not important. It's static. And one uh, uh, difference is that if we connected on LinkedIn, then we would have access to our email. Whereas if I followed your page, you have no analytics, you can't do anything with that. So forget about the page if you, if, unless your firm uh, employs thousands of people and focus on your profile, your individual profile is what is going to bring you leads, revenues, and orders. Oh, okay. Awesome, awesome. Daniel, this has been great, man. You've been shared some great information. Um, where can everybody find you? Now is the time where you plug away and let everybody know where they can find your book, where they can find you, everything. My pleasure. Thank you very much. The best place is to go to my website. That's danielalfon.com. Daniel and they then A-L-F-O-N. And there's a, a whole uh, a store and guides and downloads and, and orders and articles and a way for them to to reach out. And and thank you very much for this. Oh, man, the pleasure is mine. Listen, anytime I get to speak to someone to help other people and help myself as well, because you, ha- I, 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 I tell the story all the time is at, at first I thought I was being selfish when I would interview people because I was getting so much information and and a guest brought it to my attention and said, no, that's that's being self-love. That's self-love. That's you wanting to grow and develop as a person. It's nothing wrong with that. And so since then, it's like, okay, I love. So I, I enjoy being able to, to get nuggets from people and, and tips and, and things to help me grow and build as a person and as a brand. And so I greatly appreciate you coming through it and sharing your knowledge with us. My pleasure. It's been a pleasure to be uh, stuck in your mind for, uh, for for today. And when I visit your profile, I hope that the link in the features section is going to be updated. 
Oh yes, everything's gonna get updated as soon as we're done. <laughs> Everything, everything's gonna get updated as soon as me and you're done here. I'm going to. I have. I actually have the page up now that I'm about to start editing once we're done here. Excellent. I, I thank you so much for all the tips, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. But don't leave just yet. We're gonna talk a little bit off camera. All right. So now it is time for shout outs. Big shout out to my real wise fam, Brandy J, Poppy J. Love you guys. Big shout out to the boss lady, Fina. Love you, baby. Big shout out to my guest, Daniel Alfon, for coming through and sharing his, his, his wisdom with us. And as always, a big, big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless y'all. Be safe. And you know how your boy Wise does it. Peace out. Thanks for listening. Listen on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, and TuneIn. Find us on social media on Twitter at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. Instagram at Wise underscore B underscore Blunt. And a Facebook fan page, www.facebook slash Wise76. Check back soon for new episodes. Until next time, peace out. Peace out.